The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Cut. Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head over to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T dot com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And don't forget to enter our Super Bowl 58 props contest. Pick 58 Super Bowl props for a chance to win $1,000. I got to get my prop sheet in. Enter today for free at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SB58 or in the SGPN app. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. <laughs> Good day. Good day, last day I was here. Wednesday. What was that? The under and the Cavs and the Wizards? Never in doubt. Didn't even have to sweat it. You know what? Miami covered for the third time in a row at home as favorite. <laughs> Do y'all hear that? Do y'all hear it? It sounds like regression is on the way, folks. It's on the way. I can't wait till we get to that spot with Miami again because regression is on the way and I'm taking it on the money line next time. Scott Studio Rochelle with me. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, interesting day in the NBA. Uh, you had the trade deadline, which was kind of underwhelming, but still some teams made some moves. We'll talk about those in a second. For the picks, it was fine uh, for yesterday. Ended up losing the lock. I gave out an over on Ben Simmons. I must have lost my mind. And uh, he wasn't close at all in that game. But I did have Durant over uh, his assists as my dog at plus 135. I had the over six and a half assists, and he had seven. So I ended up splitting. Could have been worse. Basically broke even. Uh, But the point is, uh, Ben Simmons, never again. I tried. It was a good spot. Nets were missing half their guys. I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. And then Simmons not only gives you absolutely nothing, but he also shoves Jared Allen to the ground in the first 15 seconds of the second half for no reason. And the Cavs immediately go on a 21-0 run to start the second half. So, yeah, Ben Simmons still doing Ben Simmons things. I will it on that note. Oh, man. All right. First of all, before I get to that and the trade deadline, uh, Afro man, Afro man, you know Damn well, you was supposed to punch Ben Simmons in the face. You know, when you get up, he's smirking at you, standing over there. He doesn't flinch. You was supposed to punch that man in the face. Oh, Afro man, you were supposed to take that suspicion. You had to eat that suspicion. What's with the Cavs? Donovan Mitchell, Afro man, nobody wants to fight these days. Oh, you was... Hey, if I look, if I got up off the ground and I seen that light skinned man who literally cries anytime somebody said something about him in the media standing over me trying to punk me like that, make, 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 
Afro man, you were supposed to punch him and take that suspension. You were supposed to take that suspension. I guess it's the grown up thing to do, but unfortunately, we have to add Afro man to these dudes ain't trying to fight for real because that was embarrassing. You, so was Ben uh-huh. Simmons trying to fight, or was Ben Simmons also? Ben, I don't know what Ben was there. doing. I don't, I don't know, know what Ben was doing. Ben was just doing a lot. Like, that's why he should have beat his ass. Ben was doing a lot. For what? <laughs> like, oh, man. I don't know, man. I don't know what was going ben, going through Ben's head. <laughs> that was the first possession after <laughs> halftime. The first Yo. possession, and he's trying to brawl. Like, I, I don't know what Simmons was doing either, but whatever. I, I, I don't know, man. And for, I just, how do you, how do you try to antagonize something on the court when you literally are known for being soft around the league? Like everybody says it, everybody talks about it. Oh, Ben, I feel like anybody else I could understand Afro Man, but Ben, back to the trade deadline, man. Woo-wee. I don't know I where to ask, start. Yeah, I don't know I was going to start. ask you, so, to make it easier, I was going to yeah. ask you about winners and losers to kind of break it down. So okay. I'll, I'll let you go first because your team was one of the consensus winners of the deadline. So I'll let you talk about it. You know, I think we're winners, but I don't think we're winners to the extent that everybody has us at. Yes, we got Bullion. Great move. Great move. And we got rid of Evan Fournier in the same time. Amazing move, by the way, 100%. But Alec Burtz at some point is going to sabotage this team, and I don't think everybody realizes it. Like, that's what I'm afraid of. At some point, Alec Burtz is going to sabotage this team because he's going to think he's better than what he is. Is he is he hot right now? For the most part, he still has some very, very inefficient days. But it's going to be one day, probably in the playoffs. And it's going to piss me off. Alec Burks is going to come off the bench and he's going to be like two for 12 and continue and continue to shoot. So that's what I'm I didn't like the Burks piece that much. It was cool. I really didn't like it when I thought it was just Burks, but once we got Bojan as well, coming off the bench in a team that we were loaded defensively everywhere else so we can hide him, 100%. Knicks got to be one of the best winners of the day. Do you have any other winners you want to throw out there? Once again, you might uh, say that you thought that uh, teams might be rating the Knicks trade deadline higher than you are. It also mm-hmm. helps to be a winner when it was a very underwhelming deadline where a lot of rumored pieces like DeJounte, for example, mm-hmm. maybe Elo, a couple of guys. Once again, not really any superstar potential being shipped off at the deadline. But even those guys didn't get traded. So you really didn't have much. Like It was a really, really underwhelming trade deadline. So the Knicks are definitely a winner because they made one of the bigger splashes of all the teams. I will go with the Sixers as a winner as well. And, so, and people aren't going to agree with that because they're like, yo, you traded Pat Bev for campaign. And trust me, I think campaign is a clown too. <laughs> like, But at the end of the day, for what they want to do with Joel and Bede in the lineup, they need shooters around them. So you go and you get you a Buddy Hield and you trade uh, Patrick Beverly, who's, you know, we know him not to be that good of an offensive threat. And you get you a campaign that's still, what is he, a 35, 36% three-point shooter or something like that? Like, I think the Sixers are all right. I really do. I think the Sixers are, are live. If Joe Embiid is healthy, I think they're going to be live for in the playoffs, honestly. Like, they got the shooting around 
uh, Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, and all they got to do is keep that defense at a high level. I think sixes are solid. I'm, and JR doesn't agree with me, but they look bad now, but this was one of the best teams in the league when Joel Embiid was playing, and they weren't playing third quarters at all. <laughs> I mean, fourth quarters. They weren't playing fourth quarters at all. The concern with the Sixers, of course, is with the meniscus injury, if Joel can realistically come back by playoff time or not. I like the move for Philly. I don't know what Indiana's doing. I, I understand the argument. Yeah. Heald was playing less minutes because Neesmith turned into an absolute sharpshooter and Matherin's coming back and you want to let the young guys play. I get that. But Heald's been linked to trade rumors for like two years and you trade him for Corkmus and Marcus Moore. Like, what? That, that's hey, you got three team. three second round picks too. Hey, bro, I'm telling you, those everybody is doubting the second round picks, but them joints is moving around like hotcakes in the league. Like, if you got five second round picks, you could get you a bitch player. So, hey, man, start stocking up them second round picks. You can yeah, get you a bitch you, player with like five of them joints. I don't know why I people get, love them picks so much. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, that was the main takeaway from last year's deadline, where I made the case that second round picks are a Ponzi scheme. Because uh, yeah, shout, out it's to a Jay, commodity. shout out to Jay Crowder, who got traded for five second round picks last year. But the point is, Buddy Heald, I think it's a good pickup for Philly. This team is screwed if Embiid's anywhere, nowhere. If he's not 100%, they're screwed. Anyway, you can argue they're screwed anyway. I like the acquisition. Corkmus gives you nothing anyway because he barely mm -hmm. played. Marcus Morris is still in the league somehow. So I don't really know what Indiana was trying to do. I get you're trying to clear some space for Neesmith and for Nemhard and for Matherin to get more run, but getting back Corkmus and Morris and Secker, I thought you could have gotten more for Heald over the last couple of years. So I was kind of underwhelmed by that trade package. Uh, you have any losers you want to talk about? Uh, are the Nets? I mean, uh, the Raptors and the Nets are, confuse me with every <laughs> every waning move. I don't really know what's going on there. Uh, well, the Nets sold off some options. That I'm, I should have gotten rid of Finney Smith Jr. They probably them three first probably round picks for hey boy, th th second round picks, second round picks moving like hotcakes. Three second round picks for Royce O'Neal. Three for Royce yeah. O'Neal. He might as well kept him. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Them, them second round picks. Everybody loves second round picks. Everybody does. We got JR in the chat talking about the Mavs. Uh, we could talk about them. They get Daniel Gafford. They get, uh, what is it? They Washington. get PJ Washington. Yeah, yeah. PJ Washington from the Hornets. I mean, it seemed like, a, for me, it seemed like an extremely, extremely Mavericks trait. To the fact that I just they're just never gonna buy in on defense. So just go all in on offense. Yeah, I mean Gafford's gonna help with rim protection. I feel like that was one of the main uh issues with this Mavericks team. For the last couple of years, this team didn't have a center. You could argue poor Zingus was their last center, and I think he played power forward at the time. But they didn't have many <laughs> for the last couple of years. They just really didn't. So they tried out lively. Lively, I think we can agree, is a very promising rookie, but he can't yep. do it himself. And that's why I do think uh, they needed to make a move. Gafford, I'm not sure if he's actually good or not. He's fine. Defensively, he can give him some rim protection, which is important. And he might help him on the glass. So I didn't mind Dallas's moves. You could argue that they might have given up a little bit too much for P.J. Washington. But I thought it was okay for Dallas. They decided, I, you know what? Man, we got Williams' defense is going to be missed. Yeah. Well, he was uh, yeah, picking up the best. He was picking up the best player. Like Grant Williams' defense gonna be missed. Uh, uh, that's uh, my only thing. 
Well, it seems like Grant Williams wasn't exactly the easiest teammate to get along with, and that's why a lot he, of oh, he was very, very worried about Satu Sabli and not the Mavericks team. I will, I will, one hundred percent say that. There were some reports coming out that the Mavericks teammates kind of turned on him because he started wearing Tatum's shoes instead of Luca's shoes or something, <laughs> whatever. I don't know if I believe any of these like Twitter stuff for NBA no way, rumors, but no way that's a real rumor. Is that a real rumor? That's that was a rumor, rumor that I saw. The, that was a rumor I saw this morning. I made mine you know, up. Some teammates. I was just, I was just bullshitting with mine. You gave. Oh no, wow, I was, I was serious. Oh there, there's gosh. some, there's some uh, things about him wearing Tatum shoes or something. But I do want to ask: Are you, are you uh, aware of Spice Adams, the former defensive lineman who does like mm-hmm. the YouTube channel? You know, mm-hmm. it was a skit about the uh, locker rooms where he has like different players on the team talking about like speeches. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Familiar. The reason why I bring it up. I'm pretty sure Grant Williams is the corny team captain nobody voted for. I think that's Grant <laughs> Williams. He looks like uh, and I think that's why Kyrie and Luca weren't having it. Because Grant Williams, when it's his time in Boston, I was never a big Grant Williams guy. Defensively, he's fine for like a small ball four or five. He couldn't shoot. He forgot mm-hmm. to shoot on this team. And if Luca's going to be handling the ball the entire time, and your job is to stand in the corner and hit shots and you don't hit any shots, and you're also kind of annoying personality-wise to deal with, Dallas might have just said, look, we can't handle this guy. Like, just get him off mm-hmm. the team. Like, we got we got better stuff to worry. We got more important stuff to worry about. So I can understand why they got rid of Grant. I just think it might be a personality clash, and that didn't work out. Uh, but, yeah, so you have the Nets and the Raptors as losers, or you have just the Raptors, and you're just kind of speaking out loud? Uh, the Raptors are one of mine. They won? No, oh yeah, losers. yeah, no. Oh yeah, yeah. They're definitely oh yeah, they're definitely a loser. I, I don't know what they have going on. I don't you know why in they the gave that first round pick. I don't know why they gave that first round pick up, but <laughs> shout out to the Jazz for now recuperating another first round pick from the terrible trades that they were making. Uh I mean, I'm not really it's not really a loser, but I just want to pose the question because you know me, and I've been talking about this Thunder team for a while. They got Gordon Hayward. Trey Mann, Davis Bertans, they weren't even in no rotation for real. Cool. Is Josh Giddy now obsolete? I mean, the truth is I thought he was the, one of the main liabilities in the starting lineup because Giddy has done a better job shooting threes recently. He's still not really useful off ball. Hayward is he better, can, for sure. Hayward's better. He could shoot. Uh, you can argue that you know in, injury concerns for Hayward are always there, but Giddy... We know that he can pass very well. His vision's solid, and he can rebound, but the point is he can't shoot. And if Shea's going to have the ball in his hands all the time, I don't know what Giddy's role actually is. So like, I understand the point. Giddy, I think, with the bench unit would actually work out very well because Giddy can elevate other exactly. guys. Exactly. Vision. So um, think about what we saw Josh Giddy do when, he, when Shea was out last year and he was running the team, and it was really like – I know I've said it. I've talked about this Thunder team being number one overall, the number one overall seed in the West. Like Gordon Hayward, if healthy, if he inserts into this, this team and they make Josh Giddy obsolete by moving him to that second unit and let him cook with the second unit, hey man, this Thunder team, help. bro, they're like ten deep. This team is like ten deep. See, I think we're going to disagree about Oklahoma City's trade deadline though, because I have them on the cusp of being one of my losers. Really? And the main reason why is maybe in the buyout market they can do something. There's no way that you don't trade for a center at the deadline. 
Like it is yeah. the most obvious yeah. flaw on your entire roster, and the Western Conference is up for grabs. And you don't make a single move. You don't try to get any center in the building. No offense to Chet. I like Chet, but still, you need more centers. Like it's the it's the most obvious flaw, and I understand that Presti has about fifty draft picks for the next ten years. You can't use any of them. Like Gafford went to Dallas. I, I'm not saying that you could you should have went to, for Gafford specifically, but mm-hmm. you can go for anybody. Really? You're just gonna keep whoever you have right now? Like I don't see them winning the West. If the argument is Oklahoma City has a shot to win the West and it's a realistic shot in a pretty open year, don't you mm-hmm. think Oklahoma City should have taken a couple of draft picks and tried to get some center? Not even just for dealing with Jokic or for AD. Just for not getting killed on the boards in every game you play in. I just feel like you kind of needed to make a center move, and they didn't do it. Like I just feel like it's a spot where Oklahoma City should have done more. So I don't know if I have them as a loser, because I don't mind the Hayward acquisition. Mm. But I would have also asked about Nick Richards. I could have probably gotten a package deal or something. I think yeah. it could have gotten somebody. Even reach out to the Clippers. Try to get Daniel Tice or something. Like It's something really small. You just need another body. Like, I, I just don't think that they address the biggest concern that's preventing them from winning a championship or competing for a championship in my eyes, and they didn't do anything for it. The Nets with Claxton, maybe. You could have mm-hmm. tried to do something. I'm not saying DeAndre Ayton, but you get my point. Well, you could have at least yeah. asked around and tried to get something, and they didn't do it. So I thought that was weird. My main two Andre Drummond would have been great. Drummond? Andre I mean, Drummond would have been perfect. Chicago and he was, was on the market. Great. He was on the yeah. market, too. Yes. Yeah, I would have probably considered uh, something for Drummond. I mean, the thing about Oklahoma City is they like to have guys on the floor that can handle the basketball and make decisions. Drummond's not that. You kind of have to sacrifice that at some point to avoid getting killed on the boards in every game you play in. So I do think they should have done something in that area. My main two losers, though, are going to be the Raptors. I don't know what the hell Masai is doing. They're an obvious loser. That's not even like a discussion. In addition to the uh, sacrifice of a first-round pick for Kelly Olynyk for some reason, which I don't really understand. Obaji, I know, is a first-round pick, who didn't really pan out in Utah. We'll see what happens, but they gave up a first-round pick in that one, and then they traded away Schroeder for Spencer Dimwitty, and then waived Spencer Dimwitty for nothing. So you just gave up Schroeder for $12 million for a year next year? That's a valuable contract. Schroeder's good. For $12 million for next year, under contract? You could have kept him and flipped him for a better price next year. Dimwitty? The best price you got was waving Spencer Dimwitty for Schroeder. That's all you got? Like, no, I, th- I think Masai had an abysmal deadline. And I think he's had a really bad couple of years. And people aren't going to talk about it because they want a title uh, with Kwai. But Masai's, Masai's had been kind of a mess at the trade deadline for the last couple of years. I think the Bulls were losers. I have to mention them. Uh, because they, once again, did nothing. And I get the argument is they don't believe in tanking. They were number one in attendance this year. So I guess they're fine with being mediocre and having fans show up to the arena I for just some knew they reason. Was rid of Andre Drummond. But I just knew they, Andre Drummond was getting They don't make any moves. Game. The Bulls are just willing to go to the trade that they're willing to go to the plan. It's like, all right, sure. Are you going to be good? No. Are you going to be bad? No. We'll be mediocre. All right, like good good luck with that. Like I don't know what you want me to tell you. So I thought that was kind of dumb as well. Uh for the winners, I mean the main ones the Knicks. I really like their trade deadline. I am wondering how quickly um, Tibbs is going to lose his mind watching Boyan play defense. I am wondering mm-hmm. how quickly that's going to happen, but they needed shooting. It worked out. They got better shooting. So I am wondering whose minutes he's going to take away. 
I was never a big Grimes guy. Grimes kind of regressed this year. And with Dante and with Hart, you're never going to see Grimes on the floor. It just is what it is. At least you get somebody unique who brings you a specific scoring mindset to your team. So I thought the Knicks were a big winner. I wouldn't pick them to officially win the East, but the point is they got better, and we'll see what happens from there. Uh, Dallas, I thought, improved. I still don't think they're good enough to do anything in the West, but at least they got better, so there's that. I'm trying to think if there's any other winners. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, because uh, Spencer Dimwitty got traded for scraps and then ended up getting waived. So Kuzma won uh, because he hates Spencer Dimwitty, so that was a good win for <laughs> Kuzma. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, do you? Another loser was uh, Killian Hayes, who got waived, and now he's probably going to end up in Europe. But I don't have anything else. There weren't really many winners because many teams really didn't do anything. Hey, man, so far, everybody that was on the all-worst team is waived right now. I'm just throw that out there. The league sees what we see. Everybody see what we see. And you know what I also see? I see DraftKings Sportsbook and their bet five bucks 200 instantly for betting on the big game Super Bowl 58. DraftKings Sportsbook, make sure you tap in. You go out there, make you a same-game parlay. Make something like that. Do out, Go out here and, hey, get down on the Gatorade. DraftKings has the Gatorade bet. What color is the Gatorade going to be? I think you said red, Scott? I'm guessing orange. I'm going with orange. Orange? It might be. Maybe it's Chiefs red. Maybe it's Chiefs red. Somebody tell me what the Chiefs have had in their other wins, and, and we can talk about it. But, hey, DraftKings Sportsbook, download DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SGP. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with the code SGP. I think it was the crown is yours. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 Plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Russell, Russell, like under, underdog fantasy. We have an underdog pick lineup for you at the end of the game where, hey, you can play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. We're doing NBA, but they got NFL, NHL, college basketball, all of that. You can get some spicy plays in there to increase that payout to up to 100 eggs. So watch along, make your picks, and listen out for our, our plays, and we'll try to make you some money as well. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGP. Oh, wait. It's our promo code, NBA, NBA SGPN. That is our promo code, NBA SGPN. Use ours so they know where to find that you can tag along on our show. Shout out. We have... I think we're at four now. I think we're at four signups now. NBA SGPN, make sure you keep signing up. First game on the docket, we have 7 p.m. on the East Coast. The Atlanta Hawks on the road going to play the Philadelphia 76ers. Hawks are laying two and a half, open up at four and a half, and is now down to two and a half. 246 and a half is the total. Scott, I will admit, I got the line at two. 42 and a half last night. It's up four points from where I got it at last night. It actually opened at 239 and a half. 
is climbing and is climbing fast and it doesn't look like it's stopping at all. Yeah, if so, you blindly bet overs overnight with the Hawks, you'll probably get some CLV automatically yeah. in basically every game. So injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Atlanta Hawks, DeAndre Hunter is probable. DeJounte Murray backslash I wasn't traded when I wanted to be traded. Questionable. Click Capella's out. And for the 76ers, TBD on Buddy Hield and Campaign if they will play in this game. I think they could. I think there is a possibility. But TBD, we'll see if uh, something keeps one of them out. Nicholas Platoon's out. And then, you know, no Covington, Melton, or Embiid. Scott, is this a question for real? Well, maybe it is because Philly's been really bad recently. But yeah, I, I I think I might actually take Atlanta in this game. I don't think Philly can score. Like it, it's really just an issue with this team. They need Maxi to go nuts in order to actually be competitive and to score enough points, in my opinion, to hang in there against the Hawks. Now, is Atlanta a good team? No. Have they been better recently? They've been competitive. They almost beat the Clippers. They ended up beating Phoenix. They had a couple of decent wins uh, last week. Uh, DeJounte survived the trade deadline, so I don't understand that either. You get out Atlanta to my loser list for the trade deadline because I don't know what the hell they're doing. But DeJounte might play because they kept him out last game against Boston, covered anyway. But the argument was, well, they they pulled him just in case he gets traded. Now he's probably back in the lineup if I had to guess. But the question is, I know that Atlanta can't guard anybody. Can Philly score enough? And I don't think they can. Because I don't think Philly's a great defense either. So I am going to lean to the Hawks here. Yes, I know this team is not fun to back as a favorite. But if you're asking me right now on a total of 246, which team I have more faith in to get to a hypothetical 130, I would take Atlanta. So I'm going to lean to Atlanta. I think their team right now is in better form. And I think that they have more scoring punch. So I'm going to lean to Atlanta in the spot. Mm, yeah, I, I, I get if you want to take Philly. I, I've tried with Philly. I, I got to wait till they turn it around. But they're in the post Embiid like kind of a fog where they're trying to like find their way through. They can't find their way through right now. So I'll lean to Atlanta. And yeah, we we completely differ on this on this side. Yeah, uh, and it's probably a little bit of me leaning more to probably seeing Buddy Hield and Campaign being able to play because OG came and played after that OG trade. He came and played the next game the next day. So uh, I'm kind of hoping those guys are in the lineup. That would make me feel a lot better about the scoring on Philadelphia because this Hawks defense is horrible. Yeah, last. Dead last in the league over the last five games and opponents points per game, 130 points per game given up in the last five games. It, 27th in opponents field goal percentage, 28th points in the paint. I mean, you're giving me a Philly team that, hey, with this unit they have right here, they can run. And this Hawks team is first in pace. So I think the 76 is going to be able to run with them. They're ninth in points in the paint scoring in the past five games. So they're able to score easy. I think that if you get Buddy Heald and campaign, that's going to add you a little bit of on the three-point line that's going to work for you. I, this Hawks team has been horrible. And why would we start backing them now? They're 15 and 36 ATS for the year. They're 7 and 19 as a favorite, 8 and 17 on the road, 4 and 6 in their last 10. I understand it's been ugly for Philly up to this moment. But I think now that the trade deadline is gone, they have the group. They know this is the group that has to hold it down for. Uh, 
for Joel Embiid until he gets back. I, I'm trusting this team to turn it around and turn it around at home. I, I, I like Philly to get it done. Over team total over 120 and a half, minus 105. So I like Sixers there. I think they can score against this Hawks defense. And I like the Sixers to win the game. 76ers plus 120. Are you concerned about their uh their team post Pat Bev era? Like half nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. That I'm not either. Right. I'm not either. Nick, I'm just throwing it out. It's more and it's because Nick Nurse is a really good coach, man. Like he can coach a defense. We know Nick Nurse can coach a defense. So I hopefully that's what I'm hoping for. If the defense doesn't take any drop off, I think that this team will get scoring back. I'm All assuming right. for player props, you just like a bunch of overs. I like Trey assists, yeah. Jalen Johnson rebounds, pretty yeah. standard stuff. Pretty standard there. Kelly Oubre, I think Kelly Oubre can have a pretty good game in this one. Uh, Trey Young scoring, I think Trey Young scoring would be good. Uh, Maxi going on the inside. Paul Reed actually two points inside the paint. Paul Reed and Maxi, I think they'll both be able to excel there. So yeah, a bunch of overs here. All right. Before we get to the next game of the slate, got to talk to you about our Super Bowl 58 props contest. $1,000. $1,000 want to take all. And it's free to enter. So just go head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash SB58 and just follow the instructions. Get your props in there and have a chance to win $1,000. And don't think that just because we're playing in it, we're guaranteed I'm telling you, the listeners always take home these prizes. I promise you, they always do. I can't remember the last time we took home a major prize like that. Take us always the listeners. So make sure you tap in and get you some free cash. We're also brought to you by Cut, the peer-to-peer social betting platform that you was based and available in 40 states. You can bet in sports, politics, pop culture, all of these other things with a verifiable outcome is on Cut, and they give you lower VIG, fully customizable odds, so you can create your own bets. And they handle the payment side of things. Our partners at Cut are actually giving away $5,000 to the user who refers the most new depositors by the end of Super Bowl weekend. So make if you go out there, start referring people to Cut, and you have a chance to win $5,000. Just give them the invite friend code, and there it is. You'll, ha- you'll have them deposit before Monday, and they will be credited towards your deposit referral and the user with the most again five thousand dollars in site credit so make sure that you use that on cut kutt.com that is cut.com promo code sgpn get a 10 percent deposit bonus we're also brought to you by game time stick tickets without the stress and don't have to worry about hunting down some guy walking around the arena no no don't worry about it you can get is literally as easy as doing it as you're walking up to the arena. Even if you're as last minute as me, it's that easy. I promise you, I've done it before with the Mystics game plenty of times. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFDX for $20 off your first purchase. Create an account and redeem code CFDX for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, man, I'm telling y'all right now, I don't know what it is. I'm going to go on DraftKings and try to find it. But I am taking the over on the Pistons win total for the rest of the season. They've been better. Don't even know what it's at, but I'm telling you, they're gonna be they're gonna be better. They're gonna be I so just want to know how you drop 49 points and lose to the Pistons. Drop 49 and you lose. It's not Jeremy Grant's fault, but damn man. Like that's that sucks. They're gonna be they're gonna be so freaking 
good. They're gonna start winning games, and what? And you're you're gonna be like, what? What losing streak? What post Killian spike? Post Killian spike, man. I'm trying to tell you, it's the post Killian spike. I'm not even mad that Bojan's not there. They're gonna still find a way to get it done. All right. Let's finish talking about the slate. Washington Wizards on the road, going to play the Boston Celtics. Celtics open up at 16-point favorites. They're currently 17-point favorites. 235.5 is total injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Washington Wizards, Patrick Baldwin Jr. is questionable. Rashawn Holmes. TBD, we'll see if he played. He just got traded. Marvin Bagley's out. Isaiah Livers is out. And for the Celtics, Drew Holiday not on an injury report. He should be returning from that elbow injury. Jason Tatum is questionable with an illness. And then Xavier Tillman, we'll see if he plays. He just got traded as well. All right. I'm, I mean, the Wizards did lose Gafford. They currently have Amarui listed as the starting center. It's <laughs> a lot of points, but do you want to make a case for Washington? Because they did end up covering against Cleveland. That was at home, I mean, but still. I mean, they've been better defensively. They have. I'm guessing and, it, and it's really it's really not even inside the paint. It's just really the three point line. Like they're they've been guarding the three point line at pretty effectively, and they've been playing some tough competition at three. Uh, some of the three point best three point shooting teams in the league. When you talk about the Suns and the Clippers, and uh, I feel like it was some oh Cleveland, Cleveland as well. So, I mean, if they Boston Boston takes the most threes in past five games of any team in the league. So if they continuously shoot threes instead of attacking inside the paint then they're going to squander this cover. They really should cover this, but like that's how I see them squandering it. They just stick to what they've been doing, taking a bunch of threes, and Washington challenging them. So you're going to take the points? Oh, for sure. I think I'm going to lean Boston. I don't feel great about it, but the Wizards just have no center depth. They traded away Gafford. Uh, Holmes is not going to play, according to uh, Rotowire. At least he's out. Bagley's out. So you have Amarui and... I think that's basically it. Like, I don't think they have really any other centers. And I know that Porzingis and Horford are more finesse-based. But I'm just concerned that Washington's not going to be able to rebound the ball. Poole's getting booed in his home arena because he drops a goose egg against the uh, Cavs. Didn't score a damn point the entire game. I just don't think the Wizards are that talented. Now, the problem that I have with the Wizards, I don't know how this team's going to score. You need Kispert mm-hmm. to go for basically 25, like he did last game. Uh, Kuzma's your main option. But that's basically it. I'm going to lean to Boston. I just think that this is a good spot for them to bury a bad team at home. If Washington covers, I wouldn't be totally shocked because we've seen the Celtics mess around and not cover some of these big numbers. But it feels like a game to me where Boston wins by about 20 and change. They didn't really make any moves at the deadline. They're pretty healthy mm-hmm. for this game. Uh, Tatum went through shoot around, so he should be playing in this. I'm going to lean to Boston. This kind of just screams Boston by 25, give or take. I'll lean Celtics. Mm-hmm. All right. Total sitting there at 235 and a half. What do you like there? I'm going to go with the under. I mean, you mentioned it before. The Wizards have been better defensively recently. Celtics defensively, I think, should have a solid showing here because I don't know who can score on this Wizards team. Poole is barely shooting the ball at this point, and it never goes in. Kuzma's one guy. <laughs> Kuzma's one guy. Like, you know, but they still have Jalen Brown. They have Tatum. They have pretty good defenders uh, for Kuzma potentially in this matchup. Tyus Jones, I like a lot as a player. Is he a big score? Not really. And maybe you could correct me. What scoring options do they have on this team? Not much. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And they've been better defensively against the three. So I'm going to lean to the under. This line feels a bit high. Yeah, I'm all over the under here. It's one of my favorite plays of the day. Uh, I got it at 237 and a half. You see how it's already falling. It's at 235 and a half now. And it's really just me fading this Celtics team, making any time any type of adjustments against this Wizards defense. It's clear and obvious. How do you beat this team? Well, you just challenged them inside the paint. And now you should try to be doing it more than ever. But eh, we'll see. I, I, I don't I don't trust that they're going to get away from shooting the three because they've been doing that all year. We've always seen them always shoot the three for a couple of seasons now. So I really think that that's going to be the thing that does them in, that they don't adjust to how they should play this Washington defense. And Washington, not really afraid of them putting up points either. If this is a blowout, Washington might not get over 105, 108, whatever. So I think the under is a pretty – I think this type, this total is just a little too high. And both of these two teams, three and seven in their last 10 to the over. So both trending under, I like to play. Yep. All right, player props. You were talking about rebounding. And I'm assuming you're on Amarui, by the way, because I don't have any other centers, and it's a system play to take opposing centers against the Celtics. So, I don't even have odds, so I don't really, <laughs> I don't really have anything for that this time around because I don't, I don't even. I, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to get posted closer to game time, but that's who I'm assuming is going to start at center for them in this. I game. guess, I guess, I have to play it, but I don't, I don't even know how that's going to look. So I really, really don't. I wish Rashad Holmes would just play, <laughs> but what I will do is I'll back rebounds by a couple other players that we've seen them in the past kind of get up on the boards. And that's Kyle Kuzma and Denny Abdia. Mm. And so uh, you look at Abdia, his last two games against Celtics, he had seven and 10 rebounds respectively in both of those games. He actually gave them 25 and 10 in that game. So a shout out to Denny Abdia. He has multiple 10 rebound games against the Celtics. A lot of duds, but just saying that spike potential is there for him. And then Kyle Kuzma, you look at him and his past few rebounding games, 5, 8, 7, 17, 8. So he's been over his line of 7.5 and what is this, four of the last, three of the last five? No, four. Yeah, three, three out of six. Yeah, what's that? Three, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, no, three of the last five. Yeah, three of the last five. He's gone over this against Celtics. So, I mean, they're going to need somebody to rebound. And I don't know if Amari's going to be the one to get it done. So I'll back Kuzma and Abdi. I actually really like Abdi. I think Abdi is a sneaky play. Yeah, I agree uh, with that rebounding angle. But I am kind of concerned about taking Celtics players because they could blow them out, and you're just going to see them coast throughout the second half of this game. So I don't know if I really have much. Porzingis revenge game, if you want to buy into that. Uh, I don't know. Porzingis has been on a bunch of teams. I'll link to Porzingis threes in this game because I just think that he's going to space the floor uh, floor quite well. I don't really have much else for this game. It's kind of underwhelming, Mm -hmm. so I'm just going to stick with that. I like Tatum double-double as well. Plus money, for sure. My concern is the blowout, so I don't know how many minutes he's going to play, but yes, I don't mind that price point. All right. Next game on the slate. Oh, wait. Before we get to that, got to talk to you and get us paid one more time by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analyst platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research everything in the NFL, NBA, and soccer with historical stats and data, and use their revolutionary parlay optimizer tool where it'll give you your respective probability for your entire parlay. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit Hall of Fame Bets, hofbets.com. 
or and use that promo code SGP and get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right. Now we're back to talk about the Toronto Raptors who are laying one and a half at home versus the Houston Rockets. Open up at two and a half, down to one and a half. 234 is the total in this one. Injury report. We see no Fred Van Fleet, no Tari Eason. And for the Raptors, we have a TBD on Olytic and Abaji, and Jonte Porter is questionable. This game sucks. It's. It, the Rockets' record is too good. This is almost the toilet bowl, but the Rockets' record is too good. Yep. Uh, I mean, Jalen Green's birthday today. It's whose birthday? Jalen Green. Jalen Green, and he's getting okay. a terrible defense. I yeah. can buy into that. I can buy into that. Thank you, Jake. Look, I can 100% buy into that. The problem with Toronto, though, is the fact that, or at least fading Toronto here, is that Houston has been just a phenomenal fade on the road this season. So Houston's kind of been an auto fade on the road, but Toronto sucks. So I, it's really tricky. Schroeder's not even there. They don't have a bench point guard at this point because they waived Dimwitty, so they don't have any options off the bench. Uh, so I am kind of wondering what the game plan is. I think I'm going to lean to Houston because at least Houston has some chemistry and they didn't make any moves at the deadline, whether you think they should or not. Separate story, but I'll lean to Houston. I think that this team is just better than Toronto. I like Jalen Green props in general. He's been pretty good. Uh, looking at the actual prop that I do like, I'm a big fan of Amon Thompson rebounds in this game. He was phenomenal mm-hmm. in that start he had last time out, and I do think he's a good rebounding guard. Can't really mm-hmm. shoot, but he's young. He'll figure it out. But I do like his rebounding for this game. But I am an only to Houston. I just think that they're more talented, and I think that you can make the argument that Toronto, even if they do have talent... There's no chemistry on this team. Quickly wants to handle the ball the entire time. Scotty Barnes, all-star Scotty Barnes, hasn't really done anything for the last month and change. And I am just not sold on this team. So I'll lean to Houston just based on talent, but Houston's so bad on the road, I'm probably going to pass on this game. It's really not a great game to look at, at least from a side perspective, maybe player props, but... Yeah, I'm not interested either. I, yeah... Uh, Is this me... Going back to Houston saying, all right, we'll take Houston again. I mean, they did have a good game against the Pacers. I, yeah, Toronto I had a good game against Oklahoma City, but they blew it in double overtime. They, they probably buried this team the last time they played them, too. And that wasn't too long ago. What was that, like last week? Uh, that was on uh, February 2nd. So that, was a, in Houston, that was in Houston, though. So, like, I, it's kind of a revenge angle. Yeah, kind of a revenge angle there. Uh, I guess I'll go Houston, but I don't like it. I don't like it. Not not betting it. Are you in on the total at 234? I think if I had to pick a, uh, something here, I probably would lean to the over, but it's nothing really pretty, that strong. I think it's pretty solid. I think I'm pretty solid on the over here. <laughs> I mean, Ben Lee, despite how bad he's been shooting, has been very good defensively. In fact, he's one of the really underrated block getters in the entire league because he's active hands, constantly swiping down and forcing loose balls. So I do think that you're looking at them being worse defensively with Van Vliet being out. Uh, Toronto, we know it doesn't guard anybody. So I mm-hmm. guess I'll lean over on that premise, but I like Jalen Green props in this game. Yeah, like the Rockets defense really, really has tricked off 
over the past. They were really solid in the beginning of the year and over the past month or change or so. Really, really haven't been that well. Toronto, we know they give up 126.4 points per game. Honestly, truly, if you can't get down on the side, that Houston Rockets team total there is for the taking. It's there for the taking. At the end of the day, I think this Rockets team is going to be able to score on them. Like, if so they're are, you picking a, a are you picking a big Canada game for Dylan Brooks today? Oh, that involves backing Dylan Brooks, which is never recommended. But yeah, exactly. never recommended. But but I do like the angle there. I can't I can't admit I do like the angle. But really, there's no better angle than Jalen Green's birthday today. <laughs> there's yep. no better angle. Give me all the Jalen Green props. That's how he's going to help send this team total over. Shout out to Jalen Green. Yeah, he and he's he's due because he's had a few thirty point. A few thirds. Yeah, like he's oh yeah, he's gonna be good. So. And Van Vliet's not there to steal shot attempts. So Jalen Green should get a lot of shot attempts in this game. I'm all over Jalen Green, get it done today. All right. We're gonna have to add him to underdog. Yeah. We have the Charlotte Hornets on the road going to play Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks are laying 14 on a back to back. 230 and a half is total here. Can you repeat that again? 230 and a half. No, no, no. Can you repeat the spread on a back-to-back? 14. With Doc Rivers? Yep. 14? Okay. Just making sure. All right. I I understand the concern there. Hold on. Let me finish this injury report, and then we'll address yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like ha- I'm so, like half, you know, trolling. But yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Cody Martin, probable. I mean, they got to hope that these guys are playing, or they're not even going to be able to field a roster. <laughs> so, I mean, Grant Williams, Seth Curry, Trey Mann, Davis Bertans, uh... Oh, they got the uh, – I don't remember how to pronounce that guy's name, but he came over from the Thunder, too. I didn't realize that he was in that trade. I mean, he was uh, out of the it? rotation for the last couple of months, uh, Mitchich or Michich. Yeah, Michich, but he, he came in a couple of – I heard the three-point shooting, though, like hasn't really translated, and that's kind of why Oklahoma City just stopped using him. But, you know, he might uh, be an interesting piece on a bad team. We'll see. Could be like a Theo Madelon, maybe. All right. Maladon? I don't think anybody liked Maladon when he was on Charlotte. But he was he, it was a couple times he was getting double doubles though. Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a, he had a stretch. He had a small stretch and it was towards the end of the season. I remember because I'm like, dang, why are we not jumping on his props? Like he, he had a stretch. All right. No Lamelo, no Kyle Lowry, of course. Kyle Lowry, I, why why is he not on the buyout market yet? <laughs> Just buy him out. And Mark Williams, you know, he's out for a while. All right. I understand the concern. I understand the concern. But this Charlotte team literally, like, this is a completely different roster. And they were already really bad. Yeah. The shot attempts, though, from Bridges and Miller are about to go crazy. <laughs> These shot attempts are going to be absolutely wild. So it's either it's either you bring in all these guys that are just now playing each other with each other for the first time for this game, or those guys are not playing because they just got traded, and then you're fielding a half G League roster. Yeah, bro, I know the Bucks have been bad ATS this season. I know they have nineteen and thirty six ATS this season, ten and sixteen at home, eighteen and twenty eight as a favorite. Somehow Charlotte is worse in every single one of those categories. 17, 32, and 2. Depending on who you ask, that's probably worth them two are probably losses. 8 and 16 at, at on the road this season. 17, 27, and 2 as a dog. I, so you're on Milwaukee? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm taking Milwaukee. Both these two teams suck. I feel better if if Milwaukee didn't cover, I would feel better than if I took Charlotte and Charlotte yet again did not cover. So I'm really annoyed at Charlotte because I actually gave them out as my dog on the last on one of the last podcasts. I took them with Brandon Miller twenty plus points against Toronto, and they led basically the entire game and blew the da- and blew the damn thing. I think I'm going to take the points. I'm not going to probably bet this game because I don't trust either of these teams, and I definitely you, don't want my money if you right now. Bet 14, 14 on either side. I think you're crazy. Correct. So I'm not going to bother. But if you're asking me who I'm going to lean to, Milwaukee can't hold leads at all. So I don't. Nope. I don't trust uh, this team to actually win by margin. Now I know that on paper you can argue that it's kind of like a Nick situation from last night, where I don't care like how good your roster is, you're missing that many guys, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. And I do think that Charlotte Hayward wasn't playing much anyway, so I don't know if that actually matters. Uh, you are looking at PJ Washington, who's had a bit of an underwhelming year, but he's had a couple moments. But I think in general, I'm going to lean to Charlotte. Bridges has been going crazy. Recently, yep. what do you have? Forty-five. Yep. And like back-to-back games, Miller's been good. I think they can score enough to keep the game somewhat respectable. If they lose by forty, I wouldn't be shocked either. But I can't mm-hmm. lay fourteen half with Milwaukee. I can't do it. By the way, the Bucks have officially upgraded from code orange to code red, so that's where I'm at with Milwaukee right now. But I can't. I can't lay this with Doc Rivers. I can't do it until they figure something out. I'm not laying points. I'll lean to Charlotte to find a way to BS their way into covering, but I might like the over in this game because both teams defensively are absolutely terrible. Okay, here's the things you need to know. The only good ATS stats that I could find for the Bucks, they are 8-5 and five ATS with the rest disadvantage. They have that tonight. They are 4-4 four and four in back-to-backs. They are back-to-back night. They are 6-2 and two ATS in the first half on those back-to-backs this season. Give me the Bucks first half, minus eight and a half. You said it. This team cannot hold a lead. And I'm not playing. I'm not playing through 14, but they will get a lead. And so eight and a half. Bro, again, it's either you have G Leaguers slash NBA players playing in this game, or you have a whole bunch of guys that you have to now figure out what your rotation is going to be, what you're going to do with all of that in the first game, in the first half. I'm just going to fade this Hornets team getting anything going early in this game. I really am. And, I, I, yeah, I, I see that's the total falling. If you are curious, by the way, you can find the overs on Bridges at 26 and a half and the over mm-hmm. on Miller at 25 and a half. One of them's going for 30, maybe both, just based on volume. These two yeah. really might combine for 50 shot attempts. Like it's going to be disgusting, but Bridges has been great. And he decided he wanted to stay in Charlotte. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Teams were asking about him. And I can understand why he wanted to stay. Charlotte brought him back. They didn't need to. Once again, I don't think they should have because I think that Bridges is a scumbag, but he's a good basketball player. So they brought him back. And there's no pressure. The team's terrible. Uh, Clifford's probably getting fired. And you can just do your thing, and nobody's going to care if you win or lose. So I understand why Bridges wanted to stay. But him and Miller can score. That's basically it. So I'll take them both to score against a bad defense which I'm assuming you'll agree with based on volume alone. Yeah. Like each of them are going to take 20 shots. Yeah. I think they both, I think, yeah, I think they'll be able to score. And uh, I mean, I I'm hesitant because I think that the reinforcements for the bucks are now here in Patrick Beverly and we'll see if he plays today, but he's going to help. He's going to dot. If you have Patrick Beverly, who everybody admit is a good defender, 
Giannis, who's a former Defensive Player of the Year, and Brooke Lopez, who is a former Defensive play, Defensive Player of the Year candidate, and you can't figure it out on defense, I don't know what to tell you, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I really don't. Like, you got to figure it out. And they've been better. I will say they've been better with Doc than whatever the fuck we saw with Adrian Griffin. But so I'm, I'm hesitant on the total. I think that they actually, you know, they might get up for this team defensively, especially because they just got fucking embarrassed last night. Like, so you're on Milwaukee embarrassed team at home. Huh? Yeah, I'm on a Milwaukee total. team total. Yeah, I like a Milwaukee team total over. And uh, I like Giannis over 45 and a half points of rebounds today. I might be tempted by Giannis triple double today. Yeah, I, I think he's going crazy, and it's really just, it, especially if he plays. Now, watch the injury report because again, you know they played last night. You know they get finicky sometimes. I'm not locking any of these bets in until I see an actual, like legit, legit injury report from uh, the Bucks. But if Giannis plays and you look at what he's done against this Hornets team, they can um, never guard. It, Ever. Yeah, they really can't. And the only time he doesn't go over this is if he doesn't get 30-plus minutes played because they're already killing and destroying the team. But every time that he's played 30-plus minutes against the Hornets in the past 10 games, he's averaging 35 points and 15 rebounds. So I'm all over Giannis to, be, to go over this prop of 45.5 points and rebounds today. Yeah, I like it if he's going to play if he's going to get the playing time in Milwaukee so bad defensively that maybe – Charlotte can hang around. Giannis he played 27 play. minutes last night, too. 27. Yeah. Giannis should play. I understand the argument is, well, it's a back-to-back. Your team keeps losing. At some point, you got to build up chemistry with the new coach. Yeah. But you're going to have to figure it out. So Giannis should play in this game. All right. Anything else here? Good? No, not really. All right. If, if Charlotte wins this game, I'm going to laugh so hard the next time I'm on the show. I'm late. I'll, I'll remember and go out of my way to laugh extremely hard at Milwaukee if they lose this game. I'm not going to lie. If Milwaukee loses, I don't think I could ever bet them again. Yeah, it, it would. Uh, yeah, I, that, that's fair. No, that's uh, like really if they if they were to lose it, like not only not cover, but to lose the game outright. Yeah. And, and especially if they don't cash my first half bet, <laughs> because honestly, truly, they blew that game to the Jazz in the second half. So, like, they if they don't cash this first half bet, yeah, I'm I, – I Oh, it's a common not. theme. In these Doc Rivers uh, coach games, they have leads. They just blow every lead. It's been a common theme. So, yeah. I might like that, Charlotte. Maybe. Just for the fun of it. Okay. Denver Nuggets on the back-to-back, on the road still. Now playing the Sacramento Kings after that. Would you call it a thriller? Against the Lakers, I think it was. Hmm. It was a good game. Uh, yeah. It was a little too low scoring for a thriller, but I think that it was definitely playoff atmosphere basketball. That's what you want to call it. All right. Line open up minus one and a half. It's currently at minus two and a half now for the Sacramento Kings at home. Two thirty-two is the total. Injury report and let's see. KCP. He didn't play yesterday. He didn't play yesterday. No, he didn't. Who? KCP. KCP. Oh uh, no, play. he did not play. Yeah, so we'll see if he plays today. I know that was uh, he was. They were talking about him late on the injury report, and it was like his trendings were not playing. He ended up. I, not I never thought he was going to play, and they used Watson mm-hmm. in the closing group instead. And then we have uh, Chris Duarte for the Kings, and that's it. Forgot he right. was on the. Last time Kevin we saw Sacramento, Kevin Herter got ejected. Oh, uh, I was yeah, going to say, last time we saw Kevin Herter got ejected. I was going to say, last time we uh, saw the Kings, I don't know if you want to take a victory lap or not, but we both like Detroit. You mentioned maybe something yep. on the money line, and Detroit yep. killed them in Sacramento. So, yep. 
Yeah. Uh, you want to back? You want to back Sacramento laying one and a half? It was here? so. It was so for certain that one of those double digit favorites wasn't going out with the win. Like it was yeah. very much for certain. I'm glad and Sacramento was the most suspect of all those double digit favorites. So that's why we kind of forgot to take that we, victory lap. I we never wavered. Victory lap. We never yeah. wavered on the Pistons we, spread. <laughs> we never wavered in a second. We never questioned, questioned it. Like that was just oh easy. Yeah, never in doubt. Uh, Bro, he didn't even play. He didn't even play, and you lost by double digits to one of the worst teams in the league. This is a play better recently, I'll admit, but still, at home? On the eve of the trade deadline, man. On the eve They didn't of the make trade a move. Deadline. I forgot to mention Sacramento before. They're all they're probably my biggest loser. Yeah, yeah, they How the hell do you move. lose to Detroit with no Cade by 15 at home in the final game before the deadline, and you don't make any moves? You trade for Robin Lopez and you wave him. That's the only move you make? Really? You did nothing? <laughs> They're the biggest loser. I got to mention Sacramento. That's embarrassing. Oh, man. But Sacramento, Does that mean we have the back of the day. Loser. They're the number one loser from the trade deadline. That's ridiculous. Does that mean we have zero to back them today? moves? Wait, is what today? Does that mean we have to back them today? I actually like Sacramento in the spot. You <laughs> see? I do it. I, I like it. Sacramento in the spot. Yeah. I do it. Yes, I, I like the spot. It's the here. perfect. This is the perfect ugly time to back a, a bad. Team. Well, not a bad team, but a team that's playing bad. This is the perfect spot to back them. The Kings are favored against the defending champions after losing to a Cade Cunningham-less Pistons team by 15 at home. Now I know it was Kobe <sighs> night last night with the statue, so it was kind of a weird game uh, emotionally. Very yeah. intense playoff atmosphere. Denver got the win. Would it shock me if Jokic sat tonight? No. Would it shock me if Murray maybe was a last-second scratch? No. But I see Denver kind of no-showing this game. And I'm hoping for Mike Brown's case, he gets his team up for this game after an embarrassing loss at home last time out. I'm going to lead to Sacramento. The fact that the Kings are favored and the fact that it was a very physical game last night for Denver, and now they have to play again against an up-tempo team, it's really not a great spot for Denver at all. And they've been bad on the road in general. I'm going to lean to Sacramento. I hate this team, but I think it's a good spot. I'll lean to the Kings minus one and a half. Hey, man. Three and I think six. we're seeing this eye to eye. I think we just agree. Three on and that. six ATS is the Denver Nuggets on back-to-backs this season. Three and six ATS. Would it shock yeah. you if one of those two guys sat between Murray and Jokic? Because I don't think it would shock me at all. No, it wouldn't. I mean, you know, Jokic has kind of been dealing with the back injury recently and like, that's and he plays in basically every game anyway, so it's every not like game. he's in danger right. of a uh, Jokic is going to reach the sixty-seven. Like yeah. he's going to reach the criteria, so he can sit whatever games he wants at this point. So, yeah, I'm on Sacramento. Yeah, I like Sacramento as well. It's just it's just a great spot. It's, it's funny, a great spot to back them. They lo- they just lost to the Pistons. Like it's such a great spot to back them, man. Such a great spot. All right. 232 player props. Anything else you want to add for this one, Scott? I think I'll lean under because, once again, I do expect Denver to potentially sit some guys. So I'm going to lean under, but I got nothing strong in this matchup. Mm. It is the Kings are taking it under I got to pin and wait and see what Denver does with that. But if, if Jokic does actually sit, I really don't think he is. But if he does actually sit, then, yes, yeah, bonus. I'm just going to. I think it's a possibility. That's all I'm saying. I think it's yeah, a possibility. It I think it's a possibility too, for sure. All right. New Orleans Pelicans <laughs> playing their sons. 
Well, they haven't been ace lands recently, but there was a point in time where this Lakers team couldn't beat the Pelicans for shit. <laughs> oh, that was a time. That was a time. They've been a lot better recently, but oh, that was a, there was a time where they couldn't beat this Pelicans team for shit. But now, Lakers are on a back-to-back after Kobe Knight. Pelicans go into crypto slash staples arena and they're laying two and a half 233 and a half is total injury report here and we have for the pelican zion's questionable Jonas is questionable Najee is questionable and with the lakers we'll see what happens uh matt mass christie did he come back in that game after uh, I, I actually don't back. remember. I know he rolled his ankle. I don't. Yeah, think I, saw I remember. Him he ro- that, I remember no. when he rolled the ankle, but I don't remember seeing him again. So I'm pretty sure he did not. I, was that why Skyor Mays was playing? No, that was probably because D'Lo was out. So yeah, I mean, D'Lo Reeves, Reeves played basically the entire fourth quarter. So I'm assuming that uh, Christie did not return to that game. So no Christie. So probably no Christie today. Probably no uh, D'Lo today. No Jared Vanderbilt, no Cam Reddish, no Gabe Vincent. Wow. Oh, no wonder this line went to the Pelicans. And Lakers kind of hurt for bodies here. New Orleans also off a good win against the Clippers. So they did have a nice showing last time out. But Hey, man, yeah, I, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it, too. I, yeah. Oh, I was so fucking mad. I was so mad. I should have been on the, I should have been on the, on the money line. I knew they were going to go get that fucking win, man. Uh, we were sitting here. I was talking about. It. I was like, the, "The New Orleans always kills me in that spot. Always. They've killed me all uh-huh. year. So it, city, it is man. what it is. I knew. I knew it. I I deserved that. I deserved that. I didn't bet it, what? but I deserved not to get that win. I last year, I the team that I, last year the team that I couldn't get any games right with was Toronto. I just got every game wrong with Toronto last year. This year it's New Orleans. I I, I just can't figure out this team on a game in game out basis. I just can't do it. Uh, but. I see Adam mentioning that losing on Kobe Knights adding more firepower to the LeBron haters. Truth is, I think the Lakers have lost basically every single Kobe tribute game for the last like three years. I can't remember one of these that games is, that actually. That's such won. a hard. That is such a hard thing to overcome. Like. It is. I'm just saying in general. I, they, I, everyone was on the Lakers. I even leaned Lakers last night, mostly just based on the spot post trade deadline stuff. I didn't even factor in the Kobe stuff. I remember the first game after Kobe died. They lost to Portland. I think Lillard had a 40 piece in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they I, when LeBron set the scoring record, they lost to Oklahoma City game last night with the statue. They lost at home. The Lakers really don't win any of these games, <laughs> like these emotional like get up games or no, like games. they it, lose it's every too time. Much. It's too they much on every players. time. So I've kind of noticed that with the Lakers as well. Uh, the Lakers do have two more statue games with Kobe, so we'll see if uh, LeBron can win those. But I'm gonna lean New Orleans in the spot. Uh, it's a bad spot for the Lakers. It's kind of the same argument with the Pelic- with the uh, Nuggets game, except the Lakers roster is older, which is you're playing a back-to-back after a physical game, and you're expected to potentially hang in there with a pretty solid Pelicans team that's younger, that's hungry, and that can, I don't want to say kind of me- like mess with them in the- on the interior, but I mean, they got a couple of options. Valanciunas is, you know, a guy that has some size, ADs on a back-to-back. We know in the playoffs he took every other game off, so maybe he just might not show up for this game. LeBron in a back-to-back is not ideal. D'Lo's still banged up. Like I'm curious what they're going to do injury-wise for this game, uh, but I think I have to lean to New Orleans. Like I don't know how I'm supposed to take the Lakers here. They're an older roster on a back-to-back, and New Orleans has been good lately. Once again, I've gotten every New Orleans game wrong, every single one. So the Lakers probably find a way to win this game, but I'm going to lean New Orleans. It's just a bad spot for the Lakers. You lose an emotional game like that 
on your home floor against a team that you got swept by last year, and you, you can't just can't beat Denver. I think emotionally they're going to be shot. So I'm going to lean to New Orleans in this spot. Yeah. You said it in way more many words than I could have said it. Yeah. But I just – I. D-Lo, they were already pushing me with Christie being in the starting lineup, by the way. That was Shout already – Jackson Hayes, by the way. Hayes was really good last night randomly. Yes. Shout out to Jackson Hayes. Christie was already blowing me being in the starting lineup. <laughs> so, I mean, who – Who's in the backcourt for this game, man? Like Skyler really? Mays, who I actually low key like, but he's he's not a starter. He's just a bench. So are we gonna? I, so I does that mean like we're Skyler gonna get Mays the random? Play. Does that mean are so? Am I hoping for the random Skyler Mays games this year, and that's how they win this? Uh, Skyler Mays has a couple of random good games in his repertoire. <laughs> Looking I think, at, I think it would be Reeves. Reeves is the most likely guy to step up as a third option and to But still, it's like that's not enough. Okay, so Reeves, no, that's not enough. It's not, it's not enough. enough. Yeah. I, I really, really, really wanted to come up here and, and be able to take Lakers to get the win on the day that isn't Kobe Knight, but I can't bet it. If the Lakers won this game, I wouldn't be surprised, but I can't bet it. And honestly, New Orleans just kind of just – if there was a day off in between the Kobe night and this game, I'd probably lean Lakers, but a back-to-back with this old roster? No, I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll take New Orleans. I don't know if you agree with me on that. It's the back-to-back that's really giving me a hard time with the Lakers in this spot. How do you reset after that? You have a full ceremony before the game. You have a whole thing going on, and then you lose anyway? I, I don't know how you respond to that within 24 hours. Like I, I just think that that's a bad spot. Not to mention fatigue. So, yeah. I like how 80 Ooh, was blamed. One in seven ATS on a back-to-back this season. One in seven. To be fair, they have been sitting LeBron or AD in a couple of those. It was the only win on that against the Celtics when LeBron and AD didn't play? Was that their only win? Did they play at Atlanta the game be. prior? I don't, I don't remember if that was a back-to-back or not. But they're terrible in back-to-backs. Was, but one in seven is insane. It's at home, oh, so I've seen this with the Lakers mostly on the road, but in back-to-backs, if they go down early, they will mentally pu- uh, punt the game. They will just be down 10, and they're like, all right, we're good, and they'll just quit. So I'm concerned if New Orleans gets off, gets off to a good start, the Lakers might roll over. So, yeah, I'm on New all Orleans. Right. I like the under, though. I don't know why this total's so high. New Orleans, very good defensive team. The Lakers mm-hmm. have been playing good defense recently. There's no pace uh, with the Lakers recently as well. They try with a little bit, but they're mostly a half-court team if you watch them late in games. And they've kind of uh-huh. made that transition over the last couple of games. I'm on the under. This line's way too high for a Laker team on a back-to-back. 233 and a half? Uh, I'll, I'll take the under. If the Lakers are going to make this game close, don't they have to make it ugly? That's the only way they yeah. win. So I'm going to lean under. This total's too high. All right. Anything else? Player props? I really don't. Have much. I, I don't know who's going to play Lakers for the Lakers. Are. Yeah, I, I, I want to see what the Lakers are going to do with that roster before I decide to take anything for a for real. All right. I like 80 blocks and steals if he plays in this game. What do you have, seven last night? Blocks and steals? Yeah, I'll go go with the over. Shit. I ain't even, I ain't even yeah, he went crazy that. last night. All right. Lock, dog, underdog lineup. From a lock. 
you know, between... the team, you know, Milwaukee first half team total something. So that's it. so Milwaukee first half is in consideration. Wizards Celtics under is in consideration, and the Sixers team total is in consideration. Okay. You know what? When in doubt, just fade the Celtics, man. Give me the Wizards and Celtics under two thirty-five and a half. Okay, I like that play too. <sighs> Let's see for my dog. Duh, it's easy. What's the price on Jalen Green? A, bir- a birthday dog? Oh, for sure, for sure, hundred percent. This Toronto defense is horrible, horrible. Oh, let me see. And they might have got. They potentially might have gotten worse. <laughs> like, so Jalen Green's <laughs> at twenty and a half. If you want twenty-five plus, that's plus two ten. 30 oh, yeah. plus is six to one. <laughs> 25 plus. I will definitely have a uh, 30 plus at six to one in my pocket. I will 100% have a, a 30 to plus six to one. Yeah, just put me down for the whole Jalen Green ladder today. Okay. Yeah. This is the birthday game that I've been waiting for. This is 100% the birthday game I've been waiting for. He's going to take 25 shot attempts. Easy. He should. All right. Uh, so for my lock in this game. I thought about going to Giannis because his numbers against Charlotte are absolutely nuts, but I am... I mean, I also lean to Charlotte, though, so I guess I am picking Giannis to play a decent amount of minutes. Uh, it's on a back-to-back, but I quickly want to just see if Giannis has any triple-doubles because I might save that for my dog. I just want to quickly see if he has triple-doubles mm-hmm. against this team. Um, nobody had nine assists and eight rebounds last game, so eh, it's possible, but yeah, yeah maybe. He, t- he seems to finish around eight or nine assists, so maybe I'll mention that in a second. Uh, but for the sake of this podcast, I think <laughs> am I actually going to give out Sacramento as a lock? Like, why are they favored in this game? <laughs> this is such a line where they're just telling you, like, oh, Denver? You kidding? I'm going to bet them. I'm, I wasn't going to bet this game if they didn't lose that game to the Pistons. I would have just stayed off this game. I actually kind of want to bet this game now. I think I am going to do it. I think I'm going to take the Kings as my lock. It's such a dangerous play, but the line. Oh, Nuggets, defending champions, beat the Lakers last night. We'll give you one. We'll give you one and a half. We're gonna hand you one and a half. It's free money. What can possibly go wrong? Yeah, I'm gonna lean to the Kings. This line stinks, but I think that it's pretty interesting. The Kings are favored. It's such a good spot, especially yeah. with being an up tempo team. The Nuggets won the game. It was a war last night. They survived. They're limping a little bit. Maybe a shoulder issue. They got a they got a little limp going on with one of their legs. They made it through. It would not shock me if Denver sat some guys. So I'm going to go with a hot take here. Give me the Kings. uh, Minus one and a half is my lock. I just think it's a very good spot. So I'm going to go with them. For my dog, I mean, I also want to take Jalen Green, but I don't know if we should because things kind of go badly when we uh, pick the same player on either the lock or dog. Uh, I might go with Giannis, uh, potentially triple-double. Let me just see what the lines are. Dame should be back in the lineup, so that should help with uh, some shooting. Uh, Dame... Actually, oh, does Giannis just go for forty? Um, let me let me compare for a second. Sorry, I just want to compare triple double. It's going to be Giannis related. Triple doubles plus three fifty pass. Uh, let me see what the points uh-huh. are. So there, there goes that dream. Uh, what's Giannis points at? Because I think he can be in line for like oh, it's thirty. Uh, it's like thirty three and a half. God damn it. Uh yeah. Forty is a forty should be a decent price if you you go for that. 40 should be if I think he can get it. I mean, it's plus 215, though. It's actually not even that good of a price. Oh, it's not It's not that no, good. No, that price price. sucks. Oh, like, um, yeah, you know what? I think I'll go for a combo here. 
Um, I'm gonna go with five and twelve. Thirty-five and I'm gonna go with the Hawks game. I'm gonna go with a same game parlay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jalen Johnson over fifteen and a half points. I'm gonna parlay that with Hawks money line. I I do want to quickly see what that payout would be. I'm kind of scrambling because I wanted something Giannis related, but those prices are just bad. Uh, actually, uh, well, I mean Atlanta's favored, but I could take an alt on them Mm -hmm. if I wanted to. I'm really just not sold on Philly right now. And I think that this team is kind of worth fading at this point in time, at least until they turn it around. But Hawks minus two and a half with Jalen Johnson over 15 and a half points is plus 202. That's good enough for me. I'll take the plus 202. All right. Let's see here. JR, I thought about Bridges, by the way. I thought about Bridges, but is he really going to have three straight 40 pieces? I don't know. Brandon Miller might want to get his. So I am wondering how that's going to work out. I thought about Miles Bridges, but 40 for three straight games. I mean, it's nine to one. If you want to throw that with Jalen Green 30, I've seen worse bets. People yeah. I, people bet Ben Simmons triple-double last night. I've seen worse bets. <laughs> so, you know, like I, I, I don't mind it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that looking at... I mean, if you want the Hornets to win, then you are parlaying Bridges and Miller points and Hornets. That's the only way they're going to win. But no, I'll, I'll go with uh, my parlay for my dog. All right. I think I put together a solid underdog lineup for us. Jalen Johnson, higher, 15 and a half points. Jalen Green, higher, 20 and a half points. Giannis Antetokounmpo, higher, 45 and a half points and rebounds. Sure. Send. There we go. Six to one. Fifty dollars gets you three hundred dollars at Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you use that promo code NBA SGPN. NBA SGPN is that promo code. Scott, anything else from people before we get up out of here? No. Once again, a pretty underwhelming trade deadline. So I wish we had more breaking news stuff. We really don't have anything. A lot of teams did nothing. Uh, Lakers, Golden State, Sacramento, uh, did, even the Hawks did nothing. So we were kind of hoping some teams would have done more. They didn't. But either way, it should be a fun rest of the season. Yep, very much so. So, for the 83 people in the chat, make sure you like the video on the way out. Like the video, like the stream. Give give us a comment. Give us a re- all of that, a review. We need podcast reviews, five-star podcast reviews. If you're listening to podcast version, make sure you please send that review. Other than that, I really oh, by the way, have anything else. Sorry, I want to give a quick shout-out to our fans. We broke 2K. On YouTube, so oh yeah, you guys, yeah, appreciate two K on YouTube. Next is three, but shout out, appreciate everybody for supporting. Tell a friend, tell a friend of a friend, tell somebody that's in North Carolina because betting is up next month. Make sure you tell somebody in North Carolina. All right. Other than that, I have nothing else to say. Nothing else. No other way of ending podcast. Just gonna end like this. We are out of here. Basketball. Get it, get it, get it. Ball because I'm gonna go get it. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-ba.